Hey guys, episode two of the Profit and Loss podcast from Pathstone Enterprise Center coming up in just a second with Jahida Zapata and Adam Tidrow. I'm Adam. Jahida's going to be on the other side of this break. But first, we got to make sure we're paying for this, so the ad is coming right now. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Jahida from the Profit and Loss podcast uh, by the Pathstone Enterprise Center. Wonderful. I'm so excited to be here. This is Adam, uh, the other half of the Profit and Loss podcast. Guys, um, you heard me on the cold open. So uh, thanks for coming back. For those of you who uh, listened last week, we appreciate it. And for those of you who are listening right now, we appreciate it as well. If you're not listening right now, then I don't have to say anything to you because you can't hear me. So um, <laughs> but uh, this week we figured we would talk about, um, we take about half an hour or so to kind of talk about lending. It's something that I've been in, uh, in terms of uh, small business lending and commercial lending. I've been doing this for uh, the better part of a decade. And I figured this would be a good time to kind of chit chat about it as it is one of the the primary products that we offer here at uh, Pathstone Enterprise Center. So um, Jahida, I know that you were going to kind of field some questions that we, that we had come up with so that maybe we could walk through this together and um, teach our folks. So do you want to kind of lead off with questions that you have or the questions that we've, we've kind of come up with? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I know, you know, kind of the top of mind question for most people, um, you know, is, is financing, right? So how do they kind of get their business uh, up off the ground? Or even people that have already been in business for a little bit um, and are looking to grow, how do you actually um, apply for a loan? Like what kind of requirements are involved? Uh, what are some of the I guess maybe like what's some terminology that we should uh, keep in mind when like we're ready for that process? Great, great questions. Um, So when you, when you decide to fund your business, whether you're going, so there's two, there's two ways to fund your business that we'll talk about today. Um, The first is equity, which is kind of capital injections, cash injections into the business from owners or investors um, family and friends, whoever. Um, so, and that's direct cash and it's equity doesn't have to be paid back. Equity, there's no, it's not debt. It's not something you have to pay back. Um, but we're going to focus today primarily on the debt financing, which is loans. So you take out a loan, you have debt, you have to pay it back. You pay back the principal, which is the amount you borrowed plus Mm -hmm. interest. So that's going to be, um, you know, depending on where you are, it's going to be somewhere between 3% and 5% up to eight or 9% in some places. If you find your kind of a, a, a word of caution here, if you find yourself at a place that's charging you above 15, 20%, um, you need to call somebody. I would call the SBA if you find that um, because there's better options out there for you. And right. you don't want to be paying, you know, double, triple, quadruple the amount you're taking out, uh, right. you know, the, the amount you're, you want to borrow. So um, there are a lot of predatory lenders out there who kind of prey on people uh, who have weaker credit or who have um, <clears throat> maybe they're a startup, uh, especially and they are they are prominent in uh, communities made up of uh, people of color. So uh, just keep an eye out for that. But when you go into whether it's a, a, a bank or a place like Pathstone, which we're not a bank, we're a community lender, we're a CDFI. And when you go in there, you're going to meet with a business development officer or a loan officer. 
relationship manager, whatever they call themselves. And that person is going to be able to walk you through the process. And the first thing they'll do is they're going to ask you about your business, ask you what you do. And they'll kind of say, Hey, you know, uh, give us a rundown. How long have you been in business? Um, what is your idea or what is your business? A lot of people come in asking for money for startups and that's a challenge. And we can talk about that in a minute, but, um, when you go and you'll fill out an application and they're going to ask you a lot of information. There's going to be a lot of personal information on there because as a small business owner, you are the business. Um, yeah. And right, so, like, so what kind of documents are people um, like, should people bring into this type of uh, appointment? I guess I should say. Yeah. To, to be fully prepared, I would bring in um, tax returns, personal tax returns for the last couple of years, two or three years, uh, business tax returns for the last two or three years. If you are a business owner or um, if you've been running a business, you know that um, most of us have a Schedule C in our tax return. So Schedule C is a breakdown of business revenue and expenses. So bring that in. Um, if your business is operational, you can also bring in uh, financial statements. So bring in your profit and loss, your balance sheet, and a cash flow statement. I would bring that in for... Uh, year to date, as well as year end for the previous year. So you're going to have anywhere from 18 to 24 months of financial history that you can provide to your banker, to your loan officer, to your BDO. And then I would also bring in, especially for early stage businesses, especially for startups, um, bring in a business plan. And there's a really great tool that uh, you can use called the seven page business plan. And we have it available through the, uh, through the Pathstone Enterprise Center, you can get with us and we can get you a copy of the seven-page business plan for free. And you can fill that out and you can take it to your banker and take it to your loan officer. Shameless plug, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But by the way, I, I wrote the seven-page business plan. So that's, uh, but, it, but it is a tool that uh, I've provided to Pathstone for free or at, at, at cost rather. So I don't make any money on it. Um, but so everybody who comes in our doors gets to, uh, you have access to that. Um, and it's, it's a helpful tool. It kind of helps you outline what you're doing, uh, why you're doing it and how you're going to make it sustainable. So, um, but having a business plan in those financial records is, uh, that's going to be paramount. And then also any kind of legal document you have, whether it's your, um, your EIN from the federal government, your tax ID from the state government, uh, any kind of formation document like your LLC paperwork, even uh, your DBA with the county or the city or the state uh, where you, uh, you say, you know, this is my business, but I'm going to operate under a different name. Uh, bring that paperwork in, any, any kind of legal document. And if you have partners, if you have multiple people who own the business, you should have some kind of operating agreement or some kind of contract with your partners that kind of says, here's how much we each own and here's what the responsibilities are and all that. So you could bring that in as well. Okay, awesome. And so I know, like, anytime uh, you talk about loans or, or anything involving credit, uh, I think for most people, you know, we wonder, you know, is this going to hurt my credit if I if I go into past donor, if I go into a traditional bank, sorry, um, and they pull my credit, like what what happens in that situation? How does that yeah, work? That's, that's a, again, a really good question. We have so when you go into when you get your credit pulled, and I'm trying to find a, a breakdown of how credit scores are determined here, um, and we can 
we can put that out on the Facebook page in the next couple of days. But um, when you go into, when you get your credit pulled, it does affect your credit. It, it, what we call, you know, kind of colloquial, colloquially, um, it mm-hmm. dings your credit. So it'll drop at a couple points in the short term, but the couple points that it drops is not, it's not material. You're not going to see some like 30 point swing because you pulled your credit one time. Mm-hmm. And that the, the caveat there is one time. Now, mm-hmm. where people start getting in trouble with their credit scores is when you, when you pull your credit report, you pull your credit score multiple times over the, over the same month, three months, six months, or year, if you have a lot of these pulls, I mean, I'm talking, you know, any more than three or four pulls, it starts to really bring down your credit, um, especially if you're pulling credit and then getting denied for credit. So um, keep that in mind. What you don't want to do is you don't want to go and have um, somebody run, you know, a bunch of credit reports on you. I know that when I went and bought my car several years ago, I was getting finance and the dealership was like, well, let's find a a financier for you. And they put my information into this database and it pulled like from seven or eight sources in one day. And I was, I was livid. I was like, oh my gosh, but you have to read the fine print. And um, so yeah, it'll affect your credit, but it's, it's okay if you're only doing it once or twice every now and then, and you're serious about trying to get, uh, credit. And I, I'll say this before we go to the next question, any loan officer, banker, business development officer worth their salt will, will, will try to protect your credit score. They will try to get as much information as they can so they can say, okay, this looks really good. Now we just need to pull the credit or they mm-hmm. can say, you know what, this looks like we need some work done. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to pull your credit just yet. Um, if you don't want me to, what we can do is go ahead and try to work on the application a little bit more, maybe give it a few more months, see what we can do to strengthen the application before we pull the credit, because I don't want to ding your credit. If I know that even if your credit is perfect, we're not going to be able to make this loan today. Gotcha. And so then what happens uh, if someone has bad credit? Yeah, that's, uh, that's where we exist. That's where we come in <laughs> is, um, you know, banks, if, if you're kind of grading it, and I don't like to talk about this publicly, but we're going to do it. If you're grading loans A through F for everybody, banks really like A-level loans. They like loans that they know they're going to get their money back on. And that's – loans are risky because you're giving somebody a chunk of money and you're expecting them to pay all that money back plus some over time. You're giving them all the money now and you are expecting – a little bit of the money back every month over three years, five years, 10 years, if you've got a mortgage, 30 years. So when for us, we come into that place where we're looking at riskier loans. We're looking at uh, loans for startups and businesses who maybe aren't, they're not as big, they're not as strong, they don't have as much money coming in. Uh, the business owner maybe doesn't have perfect credit. They've got some stuff in their credit history that's rough. Maybe they have a collection item. Maybe they have a bunch of student loans. I just talked to somebody today who has a student loan issue. And that's where we come in because we know that for me, the way I look at it, and I think a lot of loan officers and underwriters and uh, lending directors look at it, 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 your credit report is more than your score. Your credit report tells a story of 
um, of how of how risky or not risky uh, making a loan to you is or giving you credit is. And I always say that your credit score is not a reflection of your character. Your credit re- your credit score is not a reflection of who you are, how how well you run a business. Your credit report, your credit score, is um, is a measure of how good you are at making money for banks. That's that's pretty much it. So if you think about it like that, if you're keeping banks happy, if you're keeping credit card companies happy, if you're keeping uh, Department of Ed happy with your student loan payments, then your credit report's going to look good. If you're paying on time, every time, never missing a payment, you make the same payment every month, they're going to be happy. But when when it's not perfect, that's when we come in. We ha- we're mission-based, so we can make different types of loans. We can take a little more risk. We can... Um, and we, we can afford that. And not just we can afford that, but we want to do that. Part of our mission is to make these loans that, that a bank will not. As a matter of fact, most CDFIs have it in their charter or have an agreement with banks or even with the federal government that they will not make a loan that a bank will make. We're not in competition with banks. We come in and we our goal is – and I know I'm rambling here, but I, our goal <laughs> our goal is to bring you in, make a loan – whether it's a credit builder loan or a, a more traditional loan of, you know, more money and then graduate you to a bank where you can get maybe a, a, a more preferred interest rate and a, a, a more long-term relationship. You know, we love having you here, but we think of it in more of a, we think of it as more of an incubator type relationship. We're here to help you grow and really focus on you and get you where you need to be so that you can then go to a bank and get all that, get a huge loan or get, get a great relationship, get that line of credit and then take your business to, you know, that million dollar, $5 million level. Gotcha. And so since you mentioned kind of, if we're keeping banks and credit card companies happy, um, can you kind of tell us a little more about how banks make a decision on a loan? Like whether sure. it's a yes or no. Yeah, that's, so I've been in the, in the unique position of being a business owner who's applied for a loan and received one. I've been the loan officer and I've also been the decision maker. Um, And when I look at a loan, here's what I look at. First, I'm going to look at the business and I want to see, let's take an established business, an existing business that's been around for a minute. I'm going to look at the current year's financial statements. I'm going to look at the current year's um, operations, make sure that everything's cool. Now COVID has thrown a wrench in that. So you have to kind of, uh, you have to prorate things or kind of you have to look at, okay, where were they in March and where are they now? What happened in the meantime? Are sales still declining um, or are they coming back up? What are we seeing? And then you compare all that to the previous year, the previous year or the previous years, multiple years, and see what the trend is like. Okay, are sales going up? Are sales going down? Is profit going up? Is profit going down? Are they expanding? What do their assets look like? Do they have a lot of cash? Do they have less cash than they have last year? And then more than just asking those questions of what do they have and what are the numbers, it's then why. What you're looking at is the numbers. You're trying to get the numbers to tell you a story. You're trying to really understand where the business is and where it's going. And you're trying to project into the future, okay, in a year, the business's sales are going to be at this. And then in two years, this and five years here. And um, so you look at the business side and then you look at the personal side and you look, okay, 
Let's look at the credit score. Okay, the credit score is okay, not great. Do they have collection items? Do they have, are they behind on a bunch of payments? Do they have a, a lot of late payments? Um, and, and then you look at, for small business owners, a huge thing is your personal income. What are you able to report? Do you have a job outside of the business? Are you taking money from the business regularly to pay your own expenses? Are you taking a salary? Are you paying yourself? If the answer is yes, that's great because then we can see, okay, he's able to, he or she, uh, she's able to afford her lifestyle and run her business, whether it's business money from the business or money from an outside job. We can see, you can keep the lights on, you can pay rent, you can pay for the car, you know, you're keeping the kids fed, all that. So we, we look at personal income. We look at the amount of debt you're paying back every month. That's a huge one is we don't want to be in competition for your money every month. We want to be, you know, after rent, lights and groceries are paid, we want to be the next person you pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of the skinny of it is if there's more debt, if there's a lot of debt being paid back, we have to, there's a greater chance that we're not going to get paid back or we're going to be kind of the last kid in the lunch line to get, right. to get our, to get our money. So we look at all that. We look at, um, business financials, personal financials, um, your debt repayment, both on the business and at home. Um, and then, and we don't take these decisions lightly. There's, uh, I think everybody who works in lending, you work there because you love closing alone. You love saying yes, even underwriters who say no all the time. And they may say, I love saying no. They're in that job because they like to approve good loans. They like to approve loans that um, they see as investments in those business, in those businesses. And that's one thing I want to touch on is when, when we're making a loan, we don't see it as here, borrow our money. We see it as we're taking our money and we're putting it in your business and you're going to pay us. 5%, 6%, 7% over the next few years. But we're, we see this as an investment in you and in your business and our community and your, your personal life, your future. Uh, we want this money to work really well. And we, we don't want to make – the only time you don't make a loan is when it puts the bank or the, the lender at risk or if it puts the borrower at risk. I'll tell you a real quick story if that's okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> There was a, a woman uh, who came into my office when I was working outside of Indianapolis, and she, um, she said, I want to start this business, and I've been doing this thing for several years for somebody else. I'm going to do it on my own. And she was doing like a relocation service for executives. I said, great. And she said, I have six kids. I'm 32 years old. I'm on every kind of public assistance you can think of. I'm a black woman. I don't have the same opportunities as the white women I work with. And I just need somebody to take a chance on me. Mm-hmm. And she was skilled and able and she wanted 5,000 bucks. And I was like, you know what? For $5,000 to give you a shot, even if, even if it doesn't go great, because it's kind of risky. Her credit was pretty rough and um, you know, she, she was going out on her own and all that. So you know what, even if it, it, if, even if it doesn't go well, I'll still be happy that I made this decision to, to do this. 
Mm-hmm. So I took it to our loan committee and our loan committee. Um, one of the folks on the loan committee said, Adam, what do you think? This is your loan. What do you think? And I said, I think we should approve it. I think, you know, we make a lot of good loans. Let's make a loan that's a little riskier now. And we did. And she never made a payment. And after three or four months of no payments, I finally got a hold of her. And she said, you know, Adam, I didn't realize that I was going to have to decide between paying you or putting groceries on the table for my kids. And she said, you know, even with, you know, the, the snap I was getting, the, the food stamp she was getting, it wasn't enough to feed six kids who were like, you know, between the ages of five and 11 or 12 or something like that. I mean, it was, these kids are growing, you know, and we know kids eat. And she goes, I didn't realize I was having to choose between you and groceries. And that hit, that hit me and it sticks with me because Mm -hmm. I never want to put somebody in a position where I make them alone thinking it's the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. but maybe, maybe they're not ready yet. Maybe they just needed some more technical assistance. Maybe they needed more time um, to grow the business. And now they're having to choose between, do I pay the lender or do I feed my kid? And 100% of the time, I'm going to tell you, feed your kids, keep your lights on, put gas in your tank to get to work. So that's, that's my little story there. (laughs) So with that, I mean, I guess I would ask uh, for people kind of listening, um, are there like a couple things that maybe, maybe like a checklist that people should think of before they even go in to apply for a loan? So like this, this story that you said, right? Like this, this what happened like it's not a story but it actually happened yeah um you know for anybody possibly going through the same thing you know we don't want to put people in a deeper hole than they already are so what are some things that maybe people can kind of keep in mind before applying for a loan yeah great question uh the first thing to keep in mind is you have to have a reason have a really good reason that you need this money you don't want this money You don't want to take this money and just put it in the bank and have it sit there because, you know, for one, it's not a wise investment. You're going to be putting this money in your savings account and you're going to get like 0.01% on it, but you're paying us, you know, six or 7% on it. So you're losing money by having it sit there. More importantly, you're taking this money and not doing anything with it. You should be putting that cash to use. Use, you know, like Mr. McCarley says in next level every week, money is a tool. Cash is a tool. Use it. So when you're going in for a loan, know what you want that money for. Have a very specific purpose. Even if you don't have the, a precise dollar amount of, you know, I need $12,874.68, have some kind of, okay, I need about $13,000 to do this thing. So have your use. Also have a plan for, you know, what are the next... 12, 24, 36 months look like for my business. What do they look like for me? Am I in a stable job? Am I going to, if the business goes south, if the business can't make this loan or if the business can't make this payment every month, can I afford to make this payment every month? Will I have the money to make this payment every month? And that's probably part of a larger conversation that we can have about when should you leave your business or when should you leave your job to run your business full time? And when should you stay? Most of us, the answer is stay in your job and you'll know when you have to leave. But um, we can talk about that another day. But yeah, that 
that's a, that's a big one. And that's what we as lenders look at is if the business goes bad in six months, can this person, can this business owner make the payment based on their personal income? So think about that. Um, and really think about the money you need. Like think about everybody wants to come in and like, I need 50,000 bucks. I need a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Do you want that? Or do you need that? And we can think about the difference like this. If you're going to come in and you ask for, okay, I need, I need a hundred thousand dollars. Why? Well, I'm, I'm going to rent a new space. I've got to do the build out in the space. It's a white box right now. I'm going to do the build out in it. And then I need like nine months of operating cash. It's like, well, what if you come in and instead of getting a hundred thousand, what if we give you like 15,000, you spend 10 or 12,000 on the build out. You've got $3,000 in cash that'll carry you for a month or two if things don't pick up. But in those, in that month or two that you're operating and you have that cash as a cushion, you're busting your hump out there selling and getting people in the door and selling your services and product. You should, I mean, most of us don't have businesses where we should be relying on loan funds and working capital to, to pay for the operations. We should be doing this lean startup method where you run the business with the money you have, you run the business with the cash you have, and then you use loans. And this is a little outside the lean startup. You, you use loans to invest in the space, to invest in equipment, to invest in infrastructure, things like that. So try to limit the amount of money you take out just to run the business and try to have it for a purpose like uh, equipment, build out, construction, something like that. Something that is kind of outside the normal monthly operations of the business. Gotcha. And so assuming, you know, people listening, they're like, all right, I've, I've checked off everything. I think I'm ready for a loan at this point. How do they know what type of loan is best for them? So it's good. Um, talk, <laughs> talk to your loan officer. Uh, the, one of the most important things you can have in a, in a lending relationship is trust. Anytime you're dealing with your money, you got to be the boss. You've got, and you've got to be comfortable saying, I don't trust you. And even if you don't say that out loud, walk away from a relationship that you don't feel comfortable in mm-hmm. and go find somebody that you can't. If you, you know, if it's, if it's with us, we'd love to have your business. We'd love to have you here. If you don't know where to start, you can call us. You can also call the SBA, the Small Business Administration. They have offices in all major cities, and uh, you can find them online, sba.gov. Call them and say, hey, I'm looking for a loan. This is my business, and who can you point me to? And they'll point you to the right person. They'll ask you where you are, what stage business you're in, um, and you know, kind of what you're looking to do with a loan, and then they'll get you to the right person. Sometimes it's a bank, and when you get with the bank, they'll, they'll kind of they'll say, you know what, maybe a credit card works better. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, a line of credit works better where it kind of revolves where you have, you know, $25,000 sitting there and you can pay it back every month or pay it back, you know, back up to, um, back up to the original 25,000, or it may be a term loan where I took out 25,000 and they gave me $25,000 in cash one time. And now I'm paying that back. And I'll go back to a line of credit. So a line of credit is kind of like, it's kind of like a credit card where we give you 25,000. 
and then you take ten thousand and then you pay it back. And when you pay back that ten thousand, you're back up to you have a twenty five thousand dollar credit limit credit line there. So, um, but a term loan is what most of us look at as business owners, especially early stage and smaller businesses. So, um, yeah, your your business off your your loan officer and your business development officer, they're going to want to put you in the best product. They're going to want to put you in the best loan or credit card or line um, because they want you to be successful. And uh, for us, we want you to be successful because there's a mission behind it. And bankers feel the same way. Bankers are, I'll get flack for saying this, but most bankers on at a regional local level are pretty good people, especially when they, when they work directly with customers, they want to see customers succeed. Mm-hmm. And there's person, there's a personal reason there too, is because if you succeed, the more money you bring in, the more money they make. So um, it's, uh, you know, we, we live in a capitalist society and uh, that's, that's how it works. So, one, uh, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Um, right. If you're successful, I'm successful. So I hope that answers that question. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think kind of overall today, what I'm taking away from it at least is um, communication, right? Like you need to be open and honest, uh, not only with the people that you're working with, whether it be your um, business partners, loan officers, Um, community organizations so that they can kind of assist you wherever it is you are. Um, And you have to be honest with yourself. So I think we all have dreams and aspirations, um, but we also need a reality check sometimes to say, okay, is this the right time? Uh, Just based on everyone's current situation, right? Doesn't mean that if they can't do it right, right now, because maybe their credit is, is a little under par. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't work towards getting a loan or, you know, any type of financial assistance. Um, but definitely, I think we all need to be honest with ourselves uh, first and foremost, before we, we get ourselves into anything. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think communication and kind of having a reality check is, is important. And unfortunately, the people who love you most aren't going to check your reality. So you kind of <laughs> you, you need that uh, independent third party. You need those experts in the room who can talk to you. And mm-hmm. Jahida, if they want to talk to one of the experts in the room, how can they get a hold of us? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I know the number for Pastone Enterprise Center is on our website, uh, the Enterprise Center uh, Inc. dot org. I believe that's what it is. Um, <laughs> but the phone number is 716-370-1832. Uh, that I know will reach me. And Adam, do you know your number, your office number? <laughs> I do. I'll, I'll give my number out right now. Uh, my number is uh, 716-341-1473. Do it again. 716-341-1473. You can also text me at that number. That's my work cell. So it's on me, um, uh, until about six or seven o'clock every night. And, um, yeah, feel free to call or text and we will get you, uh, get you taken care of. You can also check us out on bizupbuffalo.org. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. And then we are, we're on Facebook and Instagram, uh, for the enterprise center, Pastone enterprise center and biz up Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And we'll tell you about a couple events we have coming up real quick, and then we'll let you get back to work or wherever you're at. Um, 
First is every Monday through November. We have the next level from 1 to 1230. Or sorry, 12 to 130. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back in time. Right. Uh, 12, 12 to 130. Uh, you can register for that uh, on our Facebook page. We have links there. You can uh, find us uh, on visitbuffalo.org or on the Enterprise Center Inc.org. Um, right. Eventbrite. Yep. Check out Eventbrite. We're on there. Look us up. And then uh, a week from this Friday, so next Friday, uh, the 30th at 11 a.m., we have an event where we're going to be talking about how to rev up your revenue. We're going to be talking about how to increase your sales during the holiday months. So we've got Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and uh, Veterans Day and um, all those other holidays coming up. And so we're going to teach you how to increase your revenue, increase your sales in the final two months of the year and try to combat some of those uh, rough COVID months, get back on top. And that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the Profit and Loss podcast from Pathstone Enterprise Center. We're so appreciative of your support and your listening. And we will talk to you next week. In the meantime, check us out on the enterprisecenterinc.org as well as bizupbuffalo.org and you can check us out on facebook and instagram we're all over the place keep in touch we're here for you please engage with us and we will see you next week